From 12 News in Phoenix, Arizona, this is Downfall. The whole city of China is going to shut down for this game. We're ready to come out and show like the state of Arizona that Hamilton still has it. Similar to what happened in Penn State, people aren't going to want to be affiliated with that negative energy that's going on there. We do believe that there is more than enough evidence. Hell on Earth, you know, would be a good way of summing it up. They're angry. Uh, they're upset that no one came forward. I don't know what I would have done different because we didn't know. I just want the Hamilton standard and name to be clear. Our newsroom copier ran for almost a half hour. We had 1,500 pages of Hamilton stuff. It just arrived in our email out of the blue. I'm like stunned. Reporter Charlie Edsity got it first. We all started reading through it. And even now, we can't really tell you everything we got. We still have to protect our sources after all. But it's a lot. And it explains a lot about the hazing scandal. Basically provides well, yeah, all the information we did not That's know about. So we've got... Yeah, everything. This is bananas. Affidavit. Okay, so some of this is redacted. We're still to this day coming through some of that paperwork, but Charlie found a few things the first day that were pretty shocking, not the least of which was Coach Steve Bellis's words from 2016, way before the police investigation even started. Two parents told police their kids, both players on the Hamilton football team, said Bellis said the players were a bunch of Sanduskies. That's a direct quote from the parents. And it's a reference to former Penn State coach and convicted child molester, Jerry Sandusky. Then there was the voicemail that started the investigation. Police still don't know who it is. They're asking for that person to come forward. But it's why they don't know who it is that's surprising. According to the documents we got, police believe Hamilton's principal, Ken James, and athletic director, Sean Rustad, both heard that voicemail. And the caller pointed out a victim by name. Instead of calling the cops, Chandler police say the voicemail was deleted and ignored. Finally, after Bellis lost his job as Hamilton's coach, the school held a meeting with the players, apparently to do damage control. The documents we got show Hamilton High School officials told the players not to do any interviews, not to talk to the media, and a police report alludes the kids were also told not to talk to the cops. Here's Charlie's story from that night. The documents paint a picture of a football program that both staff members and parents told police they believed to be untouchable. The pages also provide a glimpse into the contradictory stories involving the principal, athletic director, and former head coach during police questioning. Again, some of the details you're about to hear might be disturbing to you. We're learning the voicemail from January that alerted the school's athletic director, Sean Rustad, to the assault allegations was never documented and deleted, but not before Principal Ken James took a listen. And one week before police were finally called in February, an email from assistant athletic director Sean Rustad was sent to head coach Steve Bellis titled, quote, hazing when adults look the other way. That article eerily similar to hazing allegations leveraged against Hamilton. Rustad instructing Bellis to remind his players how to behave. After the investigation began and head coach Steve Bellis was reassigned, the other coaches held a meeting that players described as suggesting they don't speak to the media or police. 
Another player reported being told by coaches, quote, no one can get inside the program if the team does not allow them to. Several players were interviewed as part of the investigation, and one told police Bellis demanded teammates stop, quote, sticking their fingers in each other's anuses, and then called them, quote, a bunch of Sanduskies, referring to disgraced college football coach Jerry Sandusky, who was convicted of sex crimes against children. Another coach, his name, Manny Palomares, is accused of having walked in on one of the assaults and failed to report it. Detectives concluded former head coach Steve Bellis was aware of specific sex acts occurring in the locker room, going back as far as 2015. And there are also suggestions administrators withheld or deleted emails from parents with information that may have aided investigators looking into the case, even though they had urged the staff and parents to come forward to the administration with any information they may have had about the investigation. And here's the most damning part of all of these documents. Investigators concluding, had these offenses been properly reported, it is probable that many of these sexual assaults may have not occurred. Police say three staff members came forward claiming they did not trust the administration would hold the football program accountable. Police also say at least five players transferred from the team to other schools because of this problem. And that number has only increased since the investigation has evolved. Charlie Etsity, 12 News. We need to have other people come forward. County Attorney Bill Montgomery held a meeting for anyone who had concerns about the hazing scandal. We were allowed in, but only halfway. By that I mean we couldn't plug in our audio cables, so the sound is pretty bad, and we couldn't ask any questions. Normally that would be a problem, but Montgomery was holding a press conference the next day anyway. We get a chance to ask him questions then. Part of this evening's request for information. But first, there were actually people in the audience at this meeting. Not a lot, and most of them weren't even parents, but people showed up, asked questions, were concerned for once. Uh, I became aware that there's three faculty members, I guess, for lack of a better statement, uh, that were aware or whatever over the last couple of years. Two of them are still at Hamilton High School. Um, is that correct? Anyway, my point is, is if you want these kids to get on with um, Getting over this and moving on, it would seem to me that the individuals associated with it or were aware of it did not report it. Per the news reports that I read, they should be removed from Hamilton High School. And I'm not understanding why the school board refuses to do it. And they can be put on administrative leave with pay, but they should be out of the school system. If you couldn't understand some of that, that's Buzz Call. He's not a parent, just a resident of Chandler. He's asking exactly what we've been asking for months now. Why were three people suspected of a crime, suspected of not reporting alleged sexual assault, still on school grounds, where they could still see the victims? Uh, I'm not aware of what the particular personal policies are for the Chandler Unified School District. I'm not here to criticize them this evening either. What I would say is this, and one of the reasons why we're asking for more information, is to be able to thoroughly address all of those allegations and the submissal, the submissal submittal for potential charges. Uh, unless and until we actually file those charges and initiate the criminal process, uh, those individuals at this point are really suspected of having committed crimes innocent until proven guilty. And he's right, it's not the county attorney's job to figure out whether someone suspected of a crime should keep their job. That's the district's responsibility. 
and they won't talk about it, or pretty much anything else. Remember, the superintendent ran from us at the last public meeting. Dr. Castile? I, you know, just take a second. Buzz wasn't getting any answers either, and didn't get many from the meeting. The reason I came here was to find out what happened to the three, the three employees or administrative staff that were involved. And it was my understanding that they were still at Hamilton High School, and that just floors me as a resident of Chandler that these individuals would still be in the school system. And that's why I came here was to find out. And of course, one of the other mothers there said that they had just recently been moved. Uh, to me, they should be out of the school system. They should be on paid administrative leave. They should be nowhere around the kids at all. If it was a teacher and a student, that teacher would have been gone immediately on paid administrative leave. And why it took the school district so long to do this to these three individuals is beyond my comprehension. It just kind of makes my blood boil. Reporter Ryan Cody was assigned to the meeting that night. Were you surprised that more parents weren't here tonight? Absolutely. I'm flabbergasted. Good morning. I thank you all for uh, being here to give us an opportunity to address once again uh, the circumstances uh, addressing allegations at Hamilton High School. The next day was the county attorney's formal press conference. He does these once a month to talk about whatever the big cases are that his office is prosecuting. They have their own press conference room set up near the top of the county attorney's building downtown. It's vaguely presidential in a way. Blue curtain background, American flag on one side, Arizona flag on the other, studio lights on the ceiling, and reporters spread out around some tables in the audience. It's pretty dark out there. Hamilton High was the first topic, pretty much the only topic. Uh, if we had complete cooperation, uh, we never would have had this conversation. Uh, why are we having all this conversation? Because in reviewing that case, I know there's more. And before I make that decision, I want that more so I understand the totality of the victims involved. Bill Montgomery didn't come right out and say it, but it was still pretty clear. The parents are standing in the way of the investigation. They are all juveniles. We can't just go out and grab juveniles and take them down to a station and try to interview them. We need their parents to assist. Isn't there a process where if these, I mean, kids, you ask their parents to, if they want to be interviewed, or has that action already been taken? I mean, this is that. One of the reasons why I held that meeting last night and we're talking here today is I need parents to assist and to cooperate in the investigation. You're, but you're not intentionally not cooperated with detectives or investigators when they ask that's one of the reasons why I'm having to reach out the way we are now. Standing off at the side of the room was Chandler's police chief, Sean Duggan. He wasn't sure if he was going to talk, but he did anyway. Well, our detectives have worked um, exceptionally hard over the past, um, well, nine months now at least. And we've put a, um, interviewed many different people, and we've worked uh, in, throughout the entire process with our partners here at the county attorney's office. So uh, we've done... Um, We've done everything that we can do to this point based on the information that we have. County attorney said that sometimes uh, putting off what he's doing can sometimes create friction. Are you behind this as well? Do you support waiting until, until the county attorney sees what LT can gather? Well, we want to make sure that this case is as solid as it possibly could be. So uh, we take uh, uh, seriously our partnership with the county attorney 
and uh, we are ready to, um, um, we will do whatever we need to do as a police department. We have been committed from the beginning. Uh, our charge, our mission is protect our children. And that has been the focus from day one. And we certainly, um, the more people that are willing to come forward, that will certainly strengthen uh, our case and, and give us information. And um, uh, we just wanna make sure that uh, that our victims are taken care of. Not exactly a glowing endorsement. After all, cops don't usually send a case to the county attorney unless they think they have it. Now the county attorney is basically telling the cops they jumped the gun. He needs more. Obviously, there's a lot of variables in life, but our charge is to protect our kids. And, uh, and anything that, that we can do uh, towards that is our, is our number one mission. So people come forward. That's the best possible thing that they can do. If you, if you know something, please come forward and say something. Duggan pretty much gave a variation of the same answer to every question. We'll do what we need to do. Our mission is protecting the victims. He did come kind of close to agreeing with the county attorney that the parents are holding back. We are, we are certain more people know information. And if they come forward, that's going to help our victims. And, that, and that's the end. That's the end. Of, I mean, that that's the bottom line. But are you disappointed that that's not happening? No. All right. Let's go ahead. I'll get you out of here. That's a press aide giving the chief an escape route. Months after the hazing scandal broke, where do we stand? In limbo. The case is going forward against Nathaniel Thomas, the only football player charged as an adult. The other juvenile cases are going forward too. Former coach Steve Bellis, Principal Ken James, and Athletic Director Sean Rustad are all still employed by the Chandler School District. They're still potentially facing criminal charges of failing to report sexual assaults happening in their locker room. And police believe it was going on for years. The Chandler School District has repeatedly refused to talk about this case, and the Maricopa County Attorney's Office has yet to file charges, months after the charging recommendation came out. County Attorney Bill Montgomery says he wants more information, and the victim list now stands at six, at least. There are probably more, probably some that will never come forward if our experts are right. They could be walking the halls of Hamilton High right now, maybe still on the football team. The parents of kids on the team have refused to talk about the scandal too, and the county attorney's office is all but accusing some of them of knowing more than they're telling cops. Money. Meanwhile, the Hamilton Huskies are on a five-game winning streak. Next week, a look at how the team's doing and how the scandal is affecting them. Downfall was produced by 12 News and me, William Pitts. Special thanks to Charlie Edsity and Ryan Cody. Visit Downfall online at 12news.com downfall. <laughs>